0: Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham and face? But, but but bro, where's the banjo?
1: Going on, everybody. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Illegal Ham in the Face. I am that fat guy, Jared Fatty Bates. I got my cohorts here in the background, but I have got to do this before I completely forget. Our show is brought to you by the Lake Erie APA Harold and the APA over here on the western side of Cuyahoga County uh, has APA every day of the week. If you guys want to come out play pool, come play pool. I play on Sunday. I play a double Jeopardy league, eight and nine ball. So please come check out Harold and the APA. Uh, it's a great time. A lot of good people. A lot of friends I've met through it. My cousin Vinny is one of them. So, Absolutely. so let, me, uh, let me bring in the cohorts here. Uh, let's go by Big Bri. Hey, Amen. What's, What's up? Oh, not much. And my cousin Vinny's here
2: hey good morning everybody
1: all right so my cousin vinnie why do you give them the rundown this week
2: oh yes definitely the rundown
1: all right uh, you are there you, it is you're behind
2: <laughs> why am i behind
1: i don't know why you're behind but you're behind
2: i think i caught up
1: i you better catch up <laughs> all right so it's back <laughs> up again holy cow oh so,
2: okay i I don't know where it went to. I don't know where you went to. All right. We'll start off uh, after the rundown here with my cousin Vinny's word of the day. Followed by Trivia Time. Bri, it's your turn, if I'm not mistaken.
0: That is correct.
2: And uh, we'll go over some Browns. Uh, Great win against the Bears there. And uh, we'll talk about, ooh, some OBJ, too. Um, Looking ahead uh, to the Vikings and um, getting into some Fat Boy Tuesday today. Uh, game day, gotta go. Destinations, go two places. Yeah,
1: and then our he
2: can't come to where I gotta go. I know a lot of times. Well, two out of three, maybe.
1: Yeah, uh, maybe if I think about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't show up at the one place though. I wouldn't know what to do. All right, was that Maaz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if I show up at Maaz, she's gonna love me. Well, you know. If she knows you, that's one thing. What do you mean? It's your boss. She knows me. Well, right. I know, but I mean, I'm just talking about like the listener or something. Oh, happen oh, yeah. to show up. Hey, yeah. I know my cousin Vinny. Hey, oh, hey at yeah. that
1: point in time, if you show up, high five him, give him a shot, he'll be fine.
2: There you go. I'm ready.
1: <laughs> and we are going to do our top three comedians today for our top that three. So the reason why I brought that up is uh, we'll get into shout outs, and I'll go first. Uh, shout out my sister and my brother-in-law, Jocelyn and Chris, with their two little heathens came up this weekend and went to the, uh, Bears game along with my big Bri and a special shout out to you, brother. Your birthday was Sunday. So happy birthday, brother.
0: Thank you.
1: You brought in a win, buddy. You brought home a win.
0: Thanks, honey. Yeah. Did what I was supposed to do
1: uh there was one other one that i can't even think of right now so i'm just going to pass it off yeah i had a great time with my sister and my brother-in-law we uh played some putt-putt we had a whole bunch of food and uh we did an adult card night that got a little bit crazy that's why the top three comedians came into play because we were watching uh bill burr so it got mm-hmm. it got pretty good yeah <laughs> so all right let's go to big Bri. big Bri, shout outs
0: Yep. Um, like you said, I went to the game on uh on Sunday and let me shout out first and foremost the uh players at the game. They had an induction ceremony into the Cleveland Browns Legend Club and because of COVID they didn't do it last year. They induct two people a year. So last year's guys, uh Josh Cribs, Dequell Jackson, let me shout them out and this year, I believe was um Webster Slaughter and Bill Nelson and if you're like me and you don't know who Bill Nelson is I guess he was a quarterback for the Browns from 68 to 72 so uh well deserved it was pretty cool uh you saw Miles Garrett get one of those sacks and then he started doing the cabbage patch I don't know yeah, if you kid. saw that uh that's because about 10 minutes before that uh Webster Slaughter was getting everyone riled up and uh, he did the cabbage patch himself so as a little homage to Webster, so let me shout them out. Also at the at the game, I saw they honored. Uh, my second shout out would be the Medina Bees football team. Um, they are six and zero, and they play this Friday on ESPN two against Menor. So should be a good game. Uh, coach Coach Laird and a quarterback uh, that's heading to Penn State. They were sitting a couple rows ahead of us, so. I congratulated them. Um, but yeah, they're having a heck of a season and you know, them and them and St. Ez look like they're in a crash course for, uh, for the title at States. So shout out, prop up my Medina bees. Um, and the final shout out I got, I'll just, um, I went to a new restaurant this past week on the Medina square called 17 public square. Um, really good food, kind of like, uh, not upscale but a little bit nicer of a bar they just had some good sandwiches good burgers um obviously plenty of booze so if you're looking for a place to go don't want to get too fancy with it but just a nice night out check out uh 17 public square
1: well before i hand it over to viddie i got did you tailgate before the game uh, we,
0: we did tailgate um
1: where'd you go wasn't
0: quite what i expected uh Let's see. We were off of Lakeside and I think uh, East Twelve, East Thirteenth, maybe. Okay. On East Thirteenth, out towards um, they have a lot on off of Lakeside. It like the FBI building is over there. Um, so we were just supposed to kind of go there, hang out, and then go to the Lizard and um, Wicked Lizard in the Galleria and tried to get in there. It was only well, like a 10, 15 minute long wait but then you might have to wait for a table too so said screw it just kind of stood around drinking talking having a good time and uh yeah it wasn't anything too crazy but um we had fun
1: you didn't break a cornhole board correct
0: i did not nope i was very stationary um drinking my beer I, i didn't move around a whole lot other than to go to the porta potty so um yeah everyone was safe
1: that a boy, let's get it over to my cousin vinnie shout outs, and then we have a special announcement right after that.
2: Um, probably one. Uh uh Eve and I we went on out to uh to dinner over at uh Hail Mary's um over there. Uh I think that's in North Ridgeville. I'm not too sure. Is that Hail, no? That's Westlake. That's oh, that our, is Westlake? Yeah, okay. Westlake right off the of center ridge right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right off the of center ridge. I knew that much, but I don't know. I just kind of drive um well, yeah no great food and everything uh what'd you get to eat i had the she had i, I know what she had better than i know what i had well,
1: did you hold I on did really you have to eat lie. half of hers is that what it was no oh, okay. oh
2: no no she ate it she loved it and i loved it too uh she had the uh the blt okay and uh fries and i had fries and the I have no idea what in the world did I eat.
1: See, that's not good when you go to a coma like that. I had
2: I had the Italian sub. Okay, okay, that's what I had. All right, of course you did. It's so a staple. It's what I go, it's to. good. I, I I don't hate on you for that.
0: That's that's like I Craig's, love me an Italian sub.
1: Well, that's like Craig's uh, big thing was yeah. always get the bacon cheeseburger to tell you how good the place is because if the bacon cheeseburger sucks, the most easiest thing to cook, don't get anything sure.
2: else. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Like cheese pizza. Get yourself a cheese pizza. That's terrible. You probably need to find a new place to eat.
2: (laughs) Yeah, true.
1: (laughs) All right. So, our special announcement we have not done a September show yet. We are not going to do a September show. All right. Our October show is coming up on October 17th. It will be at West Third and Summit Tailgate for the MAC 4 MUTS. I will be there as a guest judge. Brian might be showing up with me. Then will not be there due to a birthday weekend for the wifey. Aha. I haven't told you.
2: Oh, you're coming. I have no idea.
1: Don't you get me excited <laughs> right
2: now. I mean, the, uh, the coin is up in the air. I haven't called heads or tails. yet.
1: So. All right. So we got so, 50-50, right? 50-50. All right. Coming. Well, but the other thing that we are doing is there will be a giveaway. Uh, we are doing a dog ham table. <laughs> you like the pun? Nice. Sure. Uh, we are going to do that, and we are going to give away a, a few things uh, next week for the tailgate. Uh, it is a mac and cheese cook-off with a normal mac and cheese and a super mac. And it is going to be, the judging will be at noon. Mac and cheese has got to be on the tables by 1130 blah, 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 and it's from 8 until 3 o'clock. At 3 o'clock, shut down, and you're going to the Cardinals game. So catch us at Western Summit. Uh, tickets are limited. Uh, you can get a hold of uh, Top Dog Tailgate on Twitter, at Western Summit, and I think on Facebook also. If you can't get a hold of them, get a hold of me, and we'll get a whole bunch of things set up because it is going to be for a good cause for the City Dogs of Cleveland. So got that announcement out. Um I think that's it. All right. Well, Bry, mm-hmm. are you ready for my cousin Vinny's word of the day? Yep. All right, let's do it. You, did you have the sound for you? No, I'm not even playing the sound <laughs> anymore.
2: Okay. Any
1: No. Where did it go? Why you... is
2: there such a delay?
1: Because I keep clicking it.
2: Oh, well, stop clicking it.
1: Oh, well, it's fun for me to watch you go oh, like, What the?
2: there's such a delay
1: what is going on all right all right what is my cousin vinnie's word of the day
2: here it is oh dear goodness
1: did you say obtuse obtuse
2: obtuse obtuse a fantastic word okay obtuse we're using it as an adjective well
1: my cousin vinnie's word of the day is abuse
2: so, not abuse. obtuse. Abuse. It's obtuse. obtuse.
1: I heard abuse.
2: No, not abuse. <laughs> obtuse.
1: <laughs> I love it. All right, Brian, it's time I for don't... trivia. Maybe get gets into the trivia. <laughs> All <right. laughs> this time Ugh. And our trivia is always brought to you by Papa V and Kerb Curb Appeal, Kerb Appeal Four One Nine Dot Com. All right, Brian, give me the trivia. All
0: right, well, you're in luck. I got two of them for you.
1: Ooh,
0: um, because one is a, kind of a trick question, um, and we'll get to that later. But the first one is, and they're both kind of relevant after this last uh, this last Sunday's game. Um, First one. Miles Garrett is now third all-time for the Browns in all-time sacks.
1: Uh
0: Uh-huh. I need you to give me who's number one on the Browns franchise sack leading list. Okay. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is um, our boy, Chase McLaughlin, hitting bombs this past weekend. Hitting bombs. I need – Uh, who or how long I'll give you the point either way who or how long is the longest field goal in Brown's history
1: got it in Brown's history or at Brown's stadium
0: in Brown's history Brown's Brown's franchise history history okay Mm -hmm. because McLaughlin just hit the longest one in the stadium's history
1: yes yes Mm -hmm. okay I like it Brian thank you bud yep all right, Vinny, uh, you want to get your thoughts in on the the Browns? One against the Bears. Let's go over the scores. Our it winning. was 26 to 6.
2: Yes, it was.
1: And Bry, I put a spike down on that score.
0: So, so you want to know something funny? Um, the last two weeks, you've been dead on for the opponent's score.
1: I know, right? You've been the dead last, on.
0: The last two weeks, I've been dead on for the Browns' score.
1: We should combine. Hey, let's go to Vegas, or no, we don't right. even need to go to Vegas. Let's go to Pennsylvania, place the bets down, <laughs> and we'll be good, right?
0: I'll be very interested to hear how many points you got the uh, the Vikings scoring this week.
1: Oh, I can't wait! All and right. I hit
0: it with a twenty
1: six. How often I know. do your teams awesome. score twenty six? Well, how often do they score six?
0: Exactly. This week was more impressive than last week. Yeah, I know,
2: right? I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, Vinny, give us the scores. All right. Uh, Fatty got, uh, he's up to two and one now. And Big Bri, you're at three and zero, oh, And I'm at two and one.
1: But I got an asterisk next to my oh, name, you correct? Do.
2: You do. T- this week, Uh-oh. You got an asterisk next to your yeah, name. Yeah, I do, buddy. For being the closest. 30 to six is what I picked. Right. Oh, yeah, right. And we know that the score was twenty six to six, so four point difference for- I gave
0: Justin Fields too much credit.
2: Yep. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Justin, I believe I had twenty seven to six. Granted, I had three different predictions depending on the quarterback. <laughs> I love it. Love Very good.
2: <laughs> it. Very good.
1: All right, so Vinny, what did you watch
2: the game? I did not. I did uh I caught the, the the scores and stuff like that um after the game though. Did you watch how the highlights? He, how we did no I didn't even watch the highlights.
1: That's it. Brian, we're gonna to have to hold him down, tape his eyes open one That's time. All right, and we're gonna watch all the games together.
2: He's just here for
0: eye candy.
1: He is true.
0: By the way, um <laughs> like speaking,
2: Nobody likes
1: speaking me. Speaking of eye candy, boys. Start growing out your facial hair.
2: Oh, yeah?
1: In a certain area.
2: Okay. My eyebrows?
1: Yeah, well, your eyebrows are bushy anyways. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, well, it, it's for our Halloween special.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, I don't know if the wife's going to like that.
1: Well, she's going to have to deal for at least a week.
0: Yeah, she likes mustache. That I whole. can do that.
1: It's got to be thick and bushy, too. Don't mess around. I'll Just that... the mustache? Just the mustache.
0: Are we going as the super fans? Oh dear God!
1: Don't surprise. Yeah, we might as well say. No, it. Yeah, I'm we're, sorry. We're, yeah, we're going. Is that going right? Yeah, I nailed yeah. it. So, so for our uh, special Halloween special, we will be the Browns super fans. Oh, so be prepared; it's going to be a show. <laughs> and so we have. I remember.
0: Thing. I remember looking because uh, one year I think, uh, ten fifteen years ago, me and a group of friends were going to go as a super fans for uh for the bears and i looked online to try to buy um one of those like sweaters that they have those vintage sweaters
1: like 200 300 bucks hey bud just wear your browns t-shirt where hey why don't you find your eric metcalf jersey that you have when you're sick <laughs> yourself into that thing and that would be perfect
0: to, to be continued there might be some developments on that front i don't want to give too much away but I did have a birthday and some people were listening to that episode.
1: So, oh, uh, do really? Fingers crossed. Yeah. All right. Wow. All right. Well, Vinny, you ready for the mustache? Yeah. Yeah, you look like you're ready for the mustache. <laughs> Our wife's gonna hate us anyway, <laughs> oh, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Oh, yep.
2: Hey. Uh, predi-
0: prediction one, one of the three of us will get a divorce during that time.
1: Oh, um,
2: I'm betting it'll be me.
1: It's just, for, like, <laughs> it's just for a Tuesday, and then you can grow it right back.
2: Just for Tuesday? I got to grow it out at, already at this length for the month. Yeah, but Until see, you're, you
1: guys episode. are good. You guys got a nice, glorious mustache going on right now. You guys That's are good. True. That's true. I got true. this peach fuzz on my face that I got to grow out for at least a month and a half before it looks decent enough.
2: Okay.
0: My Mine grows kind of like uh, Craig Stadler, the walrus, where it just goes down. <laughs> Yeah, kind of like uh, kind of like Andy Reid, and then yeah. I'll just touch my bottom lip and it'll just look like I'm mumbling all the time.
1: Oh, that's perfect! Oh, my lord, like cousin <laughs> it just trying to talk out of that thing, huh? Exactly,
0: exactly. But, yep, uh, a lot of flavor
2: savers.
1: Well, Vinny, Vinny's already freaking out. All right, Vinny.
2: <laughs> I gotta find a way through this.
1: You'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, bud. All right, Vinny, we will catch you on the backside, brother.
2: All right, have a good one.
1: See ya. All right, big Brad. Let's get into the Browns. 26. How about minutes. it? And uh, you know, first half was kind of uh kind of eh. but we did get a very special surprise. Uh, our boy Odell Beckham Jr. is back. He had five catches mm-hmm. for 77 yards and you know something I think I even heard that he dislocated his shoulder. On the very first play, popped it back in and said, All right, we're good. Now it's football time.
2: Yeah, but he,
1: he looked good, bud. He looked really good. He looked fluid. And he made that one catch on the sideline that was just the little toe tap. And it was like, Come on, Baker couldn't have put him on better. So yeah. what do you what did you think about Odell being back and how he looked looked?
0: He he looked pretty similar to how he's looked in the past. Um you know, I, I, maybe the last couple weeks have done him good, getting him back. But, uh, yeah, he looked full go to me. Um, that that one, you mentioned the one on the sidelines. What about the one on the sidelines that was just barely incomplete that he didn't get his feet in? And Baker just kind of threw it up to him and said, hey, go make a play. He did. He It, it was just the ball was too far um, to the outside, so he couldn't get both feet in. But that that's what Baker needs to do. As Baker gets more comfortable in the offense, as he gets more comfortable with his skills, I mean, that's what Aaron Rodgers does. You have a stud receiver, you throw it, you don't give him a perfect throw all the time. You throw it up and you say, hey, go make a play. And so that's what Odell can do that I don't know if we have anybody else on our team that can do that. So it was fun to watch him for one game.
1: Well, for what I saw, people's Jones could do it because he made one hell of a catch too on the sideline.
0: He did, but he's still got some ways to go. But, uh, yeah, the potential's there with him.
1: So Odell had, was it, nine targets, five catches. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of those targets, there was some pass interference there that wasn't calling. Was <laughs> he was held. Yeah. Um, you know, going through, I took a whole bunch of notes, Bri. Uh, you know, I, I noticed that uh, Baker was high on his passes a lot, but he was getting pressured right up the gate. I mean, Jed tried to do everything that he could to uh, go in and play, but that ankle with Cleo Mack on that side, you know, there's not much you can do, especially on a bum foot and bum ankle. Um, right. the, the one thing I did want to bring up, though, is there in the uh, first quarter, we should, Brian, it should have been more, it should have been 42 to six. Uh, it really, <laughs> well, it should have. If you think about it, you know, they had the fourth and two that he got sacked on. He got sacked on the other fourth down too. So both fourth downs, they got sacked on. But you also got to factor in the overthrow of Felton. Felton was wide open. and He just overthrew him just a little bit. If he would have caught that touchdown. But yeah. those fourth down plays right there at the beginning of the game, you know, I get I get the fourth and two. The fourth and five was kind of a little sketchy to me because it was like, all right, you already tried fourth and two. Why don't we just get some points on the board and let's just manufacture some points as we we're going because our defense, I mean, just played outstanding. So – at that point, time I was questioning the aggressiveness on fourth. And did you like the both fourth down calls there at the beginning of the game?
0: I did, I did, because um, you know it's not like we were losing, um, and I think for one of them, if not both of them, we were on uh, their side of the field, and it's like, well, and at this point, I mean, don't forget we didn't know the the weapon that we have in Chase McLaughlin, which I'm sure we'll get to, but um. It, you you go for it. You hope you can get it. I mean, they had success against Kansas City, and this past week it just didn't work out. So that's the that's the risk that you have when you go for it on fourth down. You, you make some, you miss some, but I, I think that's just a, that's Defansky's demeanor. That's his personality. Uh, he's going to put his faith and his confidence into his players and say, you know, even though we're not having the most success on offense. You know, running the ball, Chubb had a had a rough day, or a rough day for him. I mean, a lot of other guys, it's just an average day. But well, I um, mean, he
1: had he had what twenty carries for like eighty six yards or something like that.
0: Uh, yeah, twenty two for eighty four. I think he averaged just under four carries a yard, which or four yards a carry. So by his standards, it's subpar. But um, it's about I don't know a little less than league average, maybe.
1: Well, Kevon, what's going on, Kevon? You can check hey, him Kev. out on the voice of the land. Uh, they, Him and uh, Jay, I was giving them crap on uh, Sunday after the game because they were all, they wanted to flip tables. They wanted to be like Bill's Mafia and just start breaking <laughs> up. I mean, they yeah. were so. But well, we were all Almost pumped on. after that. But, you know, you were talking about the Chubb bad day, but you also got to factor in that, you know, Chubb, yes, 22 carries, like 86 yards, or whatever it was, but. This guy came out and just lit it up. Kareem Hunt came out, had 165 total yards. He ended up with, let me flip over my notes here, uh, 10 carries for 81 yards and six receptions for 74. How Mm -hmm. awesome is that? Like, he just came out and was angry right out of the gate. You know what it was? They asked if it was Felton taking this. Forget that. I know exactly what it was. He had the one run where he got stopped after about two yards. And Raquan Smith, is that right? Raquan?
0: Yeah. Roquan, Raquan.
1: Roquan just sitting there going like this, chirping, chirping in his ear. <laughs> and after that, Kareem Hunt jumping in the air, running over people, finding people to hit, and doing anything he could to inflict punishment on the Bears. And he did it. I mean, that was one hell of a game for kareem Hunt, and he averaged what did he averaged eight yards a carry mm-hmm. the screen passes that he had i mean he was running over batonio to get the hell out of his road so he could even the one i laughed the most was uh wyatt teller got in front of him and just fell down and he just like what are you doing jumped over him just kept going <laughs> <laughs> i mean what do you think about kareem Hunt's day bud
0: it's pretty awesome um i think I think Kareem relished the opportunity um, because it's not very often that Nick Chubb is getting bottled up a little bit. And so, I mean, usually Kareem's just, I mean, no disrespect to Kareem, but, you know, some people might call him like a a change of pace back. But he he saw Nick Chubb, hey, he's not having the success. Um, You know, Baker's kind of doing his thing, but we're not – we're missing that pop on offense and Kareem stepped up to the plate because, you know, without Kareem, who knows what our offense would have been. So he answered the call. We called upon him because other guys are kind of stuck in the mud a little bit. And, and he stepped, he said, this is my time. It's this team needs me now. And he looked like the Kareem hunt from Kansas city. And I'm not certain. I've always said for a while now that, uh, the Browns have two top 10 running backs. I, I don't know. It could be two top five running backs. I don't know. I mean, if Kareem Hunt was, you know, the bell cow for another team, he could be a top five running back. So, I mean, the Browns just have an embarrassment of riches at that position. And when one guy's struggling just a little bit, the other guy turns it up to 10 and let's go. And it's so much fun to watch because, it's very, very, very rare that you'll be able to contain both of those guys.
1: All right. Yeah. I, I just watching him run. I love watch watching both those guys run. Even like Chubb. There's times that Chubb got hit in the backfield. He's still not losing yards. <laughs> like yeah. he's still dragging yeah. people for like at least a yard or two. Like it just reminds me like he just Three yards in a cloud of dust. That's the only thing I think of when I see those two because no matter if you hit them in the backfield or not, they're still falling forward for at least two yards. Um, the other stats I got here, I got um, I got Baker was 19 of 31 for 246 in a touchdown. And the one I wanted to bring up is uh, Dominic or Dimitri Felton had seven, return, seven returns for 103 yards. Mm-hmm. He really is a little spark plug. i have told you what, like, he just, every time I see him play, it just reminds me of Eric Metcalf over and over and over again. It just, like, I'm just waiting for it to break Off one. Off because... the brakes on that a little bit. Okay, but there, you watched it. He almost broke one of those kicks. and was gone. like yeah. It just, but Baker had a good game. It wasn't his best. The incompletions were a little bit up. But you also got to factor in, he was being pressured a lot right out of the gate with uh everybody then they started throwing some screen passes to soften up that blitz but you know something baker even looked really good he had a couple throws that were a little little shaky but that one to Hooper for the touchdown mm-hmm. I mean you you can't draw that up more perfect than what it was. I mean it's just right in the hands where he can only catch it touchdown. Um, right, what do you think of those two performances?
0: I'm I'm convinced that the Brown in it I mean, when we run it, it seems so easy. I'm almost upset we don't do it more. But I'm convinced that the Browns have got to be the best screen team in the league. They've got to be best at the screen passes that I can ever – because, we, you know, if we only gain five or ten yards, it seems like it's a failure because we're so used to – you know, and especially this week with uh, – with, let's be honest. The Bears were focused in on stopping Nick Chubb and stopping the run as best yeah. they could, especially when Chubb was on the field. But um, also Hunt, so they're, like, selling out. So, you know, when you're getting that aggressive defensive front there, screen pass is going to work every time. And we saw it against Kansas City on that final drive. Um, I think that was the only, you know, big play that we had on that final drive before Baker threw the pick. But was that screen pass to Hunt that got, like, 20 yards. So – it seems like – I know Stefanski probably doesn't want to overuse it because it's the element of surprise. But um, whenever they do it, he's pushing all the right buttons because whenever he calls that screen, we always have, seem to have great success with it. And like you said, Felton, I mean, I still have to, like, remind myself, this dude was a six-round pick. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. And he's doing what he's doing. It, its I, I'm pretty sure he's leading the league in uh in punt return uh average so
1: unreal. i think
0: we found our guy as long as he can uh you know all we usually ask from our punt returners since josh cribs anyways is hey just don't screw it up make the fair catch or catch it and go down after a couple yards just don't fumble it yeah and he's given us a little more than that so it's fun watching them i mean everything pretty much went right in that second half so uh there's not a whole lot to complain about and I mean, I know we'll get to the defense, but that defensive effort was was something special.
1: So the – oh, by the way, love it. I have to bring it up because my wife brought this up to me as we were watching the game. She goes, why the hell do they have a net for the kicks? She goes, fans should get the ball. She goes, why do they bring <laughs> it up? Honey, that's just what they do. I'm like, if they miss it wide right, you get a free ball. I mean, it happens. She goes, but why the hell do they have it? He's kicking a field goal. It's not like they're throwing an eighty-yard, you know, pass at him. Like I'm like, honey, honey. So it's, she wants the NFL to look into taking the nets down.
0: Well, let, let me answer that for her now. It's the world we live in. All it takes is somebody get hit in the face with a, a football and break their nose, and they sue the NFL for millions of dollars.
1: Well, was it <laughs> was it the one guy that actually jumped off and down yeah. into the tunnel? is that that's probably why right
0: yeah that could be also but uh you bring that up kind of sparked my mind um uh watching mclaughlin um warm up he was he was hitting that back padding that back wall in pre-games kicking from 50 52 yards so i kind of had a feeling like man if they get within 55 yards they might go to this guy and
1: well he made he made four of them he got almost 20 points in fantasy football, (laughs) but yeah, uh, 57, a 50. And then a couple 30 yarders, 40.
0: uh, I think one might've been 40 and one might've been in the twenties.
1: So, but Hey, you know, that, that 57 yarder, when he kicked that thing, that thing was like a missile. And I thought for sure it wasn't going to make it, but man, that thing just barely cleared the bar.
0: (laughs) So it was fourth down. And um, I I, kind of had a feeling that the Browns weren't going to go for it. So I'm like, all right, now's my chance to go to the bathroom and, uh, you know, take care of some business there. And, you know, I stopped halfway through because I heard like, uh, you know, on comes Chase McLaughlin for a 57 yard attempt. And I go, holy cow, no way. So I had to come back into, um, I was in the concourse, I had to come back into the stadium and watch and I mean, it looked like a low liner, but um, oh,
1: it was. that thing I, that thing got about ten yards off the ground, and it was a bullet.
0: <laughs> I, hopefully, it cleared it by by a good amount, but I don't. I, I mean, I I feel comfortable trying one up to sixty yards. With, and when was the last time we could say that about a Browns kicker? I don't mm-hmm. even think we could say that for Phil Dawson. Yeah, you could.
2: You uh, could say that for Phil. Phil, Dawson. Phil had his
0: limits. I think Phil's limits were maybe fifty-two, fifty-four yeah, yards. Yeah, but um, if this McLaughlin can uh, can get some confidence going, man, I mean, we saw what a weapon Justin Tucker has been, and he, he pretty much won the game for him. 66 I, I yards.
1: 66 right. six freaking yards.
0: Right. So <laughs> damn lucky. And, and, of course, it hits the crossbar and bounces, like hits the crossbar perfectly and bounces in. Rather than hitting the crossbar and bouncing bounce back, but um,
1: right, we yeah, were the benefit of that too at one point in time. Do not forget the bounce that Phil. Dossett. That
0: was the, that was the stanchion, which <laughs> is through the uprights already. Once it hits the stanchion, it's already good, and we almost got screwed by it. Thankfully, the uh, the refs brought it back and reviewed it.
1: So, speaking of a sixty-six yarder, Betty, what are you doing, princess? Um princesses up here causing the buck. So um, the 66-yarder was more than the total yards that the Chicago Bears averaged on defense. So let's just bring this up right here. Good transition
0: right there.
1: Miles <laughs> Garrett had four and a half sacks as a defensive total nine sacks, and they could not do it. I have pictures of my head of Peters, the left tackle, falling down on his chubby little ass, throwing an arm up, thinking that he's going to stop Miles Garrett rolling with him. Stop, dropping, roll does not work with Miles Garrett, brother. Mm-hmm. Miles Garrett called out the defense, called out himself, and he produced Bry. And he yeah. was everywhere. So you were in the stadium at the very end of the game. They were chanting, Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. How awesome was that to hear? because uh-uh. you can hear it over the radio and the TV yeah. and it was like I'm getting goosebumps. Look, at it, goosebumps right, right so now. So I. Yeah. Because our fans are that passionate about this team that they will do that for a person like that, for a great game that he had.
0: Well, and and he said uh, you know, he's he's been playing football for a while and stuff similar to that um has happened to him obviously because he's such a great football player but Something was special about that where he said he'll never forget it and, and he loves the Cleveland fans. And it, it reminded me of a curtain call for uh, with a baseball player. I mean, oh, yeah. we were just waiting for him. And I I, I was looking over to the sidelines. I couldn't really see, um, you know, where he was sitting to see if he acknowledged it. But how, you, you had to hear it. The, it started behind the Browns bench and then it worked its way around to the entire stadium. So that had to be a pretty oh, yeah. special moment for him. And like,
1: I was listening to the uh, Jimmy. I was listening to Jimmy and Doug. And just – you could hear it just echo through the microphone. And it was like, are you kidding me? Like, it is that loud? Man, what a great, great game the defense had. And you know something? We were worried. We are kind of skeptical. Justin Fields could run. Right. But that defense, I mean, they went – Yo, know, I was giving them crap last week for playing so soft and letting the eight-yard passes and all that stuff. They went straight tight, man-to-man, ate up all the receivers and tight ends and made Justin Fields try to beat them. And guess what? Justin Fields, I love you, buddy, for what you did for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You found out real quick how fast the NFL is because a couple of those sacks that Miles Garrett had, you were trying to run away from me. He still tripped you up.
0: Right, that that was the, the 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 play that stuck out to me was they rolled him away from Miles, and Miles still caught him. And I mean, he just barely got him, but he caught up to him. He chased him down, and you know, to chase down a guy who ran a four four in the forty at the combine. I mean, Miles Garrett, he's something special. He's something we may never see again. So it was, and I'm with you. I was kind of halfway expecting him to do that because he he was the number one pick and he's been great for us for the last couple of years. You've never heard people criticize Miles, but there were some rumblings. There were some small corners of uh of the sports talk radio that they would come out and they would call in and they'd say, you know, Miles has half a sack through two games and you know what's the deal with Miles? How come how come he's not Seized the opportunity and there were people criticizing him for the first time that I can ever remember. And so I knew that he was going to come, come out with a vengeance and I didn't expect four and a half sacks. I think I said last week, you know, I'd be happy with four or five as a team. He did that himself and he called out his defensive uh, players, his defensive partners. And you just had a feeling that that defense was going to show up because they've been criticized. It's a funny way that football does it to where, you know, when if you have talent and people are calling you out, it gives you a little extra motivation throughout the week and, and you want to prove them wrong. And we Delpit was the breakout star um, in the Texans game. And I think JOK was kind of the breakout this past week. He, he, he yeah, did some cool. unbelievable things. And, you know, starting out with uh, Justin Fields is a great, great warm-up to what we have in a couple of weeks with Kyler Murray and then later in the year with Lamar Jackson. So get his feet wet. If he can uh, if he can contain those guys anywhere close, what he did with Justin Fields, we're going to be happy.
1: Well, the good thing I liked out of this is I want you to hear this stat. There's nine sacks. Six people ended up with sacks this game. Miles Garrett had four mm-hmm. and a half. Cloudy had two. Mm-hmm. AOK had half a sack. McKinley had half a sack. Harrison had a sack. And Malik Jackson had half the snap. So your whole defense pretty much got in there and just went crazy. But the entire game, if you watched the defensive lineup, dope it Harrison, John Johnson. Then you had Ward. You had, he played his three safeties with Jock and uh, Malcolm Smith. So that's pretty much the rotation that they had that entire time. And the one sack that uh, J.O.K. had. <laughs> Just Did you see the one where he just darted right in? He was supposed to be playing zone. Nobody came into his zone, and he took it upon himself to dart in there and get that sack. I yeah. mean, it, <laughs> that kid was flying around everywhere. I can't wait. I Like, our defense finally showed up and showed us what our defense should look like. And granted, yes, that offensive line is horrible. Granted, yes, that is a rookie quarterback, but they still had some playmakers and Allen Robinson. And guess what? Guess who guarded Allen Robinson half the time? grant delpit the slot yeah yeah so delpit was on him a lot in the slot so it was so i mean look at the weapons that we have and harrison getting in there for a sack i mean it was just everybody i'm so proud of the defense and what they did i mean it was it was one yard passing net passing i think 45 yards rushing that was it that's what they had the entire game Mm -hmm. and they only had, like, what they have? I think it was like 37 or 40 maybe plays that they did while we had 80-some. I mean, we just – we owned that entire game. So it was very, very nice to see for once. I mean, hats off. Hats off, and I love watching that kind of defense. Yes, we didn't get any turnovers, but that was a great, great time.
0: And, and that's why um, that game – is the perfect example why I've been such a huge component to uh, to strengthen the defensive line and to blitz a little more because it makes the defensive backs, it makes the cornerbacks' job so much easier if they know they only have to cover the first route. You know, so many times, like Tyreek Hill, these guys that are just so explosive, they beat you on these double routes. Well, if your quarterback doesn't have enough time to wait for these routes to develop, as soon as you see the receiver break, you can go and try to break it up yourself. And we saw that uh, uh, Ward had a couple of tremendous breakups because he knows if that guy's going to take a slant, all I have to do is guard against that. I don't have to worry about a double move. I can, because his quarterback only has time, you know, two seconds before our guys are going to get him. So, you know, like. Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, I'll bring it up again. You probably can't name the cornerbacks for Tampa Bay, but you know the guys up front that gave Patrick Mahomes fits. And so if we can get a pass rush like that, there's no stopping us.
2: All right, go ahead, Betty. How do you get a half a sack? So if two people are in <laughs> on this,
1: I, I understand. It's it's a weird mm-hmm. thing, but if two people are there, they both tackle the quarterback. It's half for a person, half for the other person.
2: I could have sworn though, you. I, I remember you saying that two people had a half a sack, and then later on, towards the end of your thing, somebody else had a half a sack. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that makes three halves a sack. So who was the other half of the sack?
0: Garrett had four I, and a half.
2: Yeah, four and a half. Oh, he had four and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, <laughs> I I'm it. just sitting there. No, no, no. You know, going I through guess, the I stats, guess. I'm going, wow, that just sounds. Kind of odd. (laughs) I heard all. (laughs) the
1: So Kevon has chimed in, Bri. He says Mm -hmm. he agrees, Bri, but the scheme for the Cardinals and the Ravens will bring, let me bring it up because I'm trying to read. Kyler Lamar, more true test of defense because they're athletic mobile court. Nagy did keep fields in the pocket the entire time. He didn't try to move the pocket. He didn't try to do anything to help out Justin Fields. And you know something? That's a bad coach, especially when he comes out today and says all three quarterbacks are in play to start next week. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing there.
0: Well, the Bears are not fully committed to Justin Fields and running an offense that suits Justin Fields, whereas the Cardinals and the Ravens are. That's their guy. I mean, it'd be one thing if Justin Fields had an RG3 behind him and but, another uh, mobile quarterback on the roster, then they can fully commit to having a mobile quarterback. But you got the offense is suited to Andy Dalton. It's not suited to Justin Fields. I mean, they try to make things work, you know, the the week leading up to it. But um, yeah. So Justin Fields, you can make the argument that he was set up for failure. But um, yeah, he's a rookie quarterback making his first start, so it's going to be a tough road going against Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett, for sure.
1: Well, here we go. Five-year-old could outcoach Coach Nagy. No, I understand what you're saying, Bri. But what I'm saying is, is you drafted him where he was drafted at. You actually moved up to get him, all right, to get Justin Fields. You should already game plan. If you know Justin Fields is going to be your starter that week, you got to realize he's a rookie and he's athletic and mobile. You do not put him back in the pocket like that to get picked apart by, A, one of the best defensive players in the NFL and a revamped defensive line, especially knowing that. Like, they should have done so much. They even gave up on the run. Like, they they didn't even try to run the ball. They just said, hey, kid, here you go. Have fun. Like, he just got thrown to the wolves. And
0: you know what? Not our problem. I mean, whatever, whatever mess Justin Fields and the Bears have to deal with, not our problem. If Justin Fields comp- is a complete bust, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I mean, we dealt with that with, uh, with Johnny Manziel. Everyone was blaming Johnny Manziel. I mean, the coaching staff had something to do with it. It's yeah. not one guy. It's not just the quarterback's fault. It's not just right, the right. head coach's fault. It's You have a bad head coach, and you have a bad quarterback, and they accounted for one yard total passing. So, uh, yep. yeah, not my fault.
1: I get you. I get you, brother. Well, let's get into next week. We are playing against the old former team of Coach Kevin Stefanski. We're looking ahead to the Minnesota Vikings. They got Kirk Cousins. They got Justin Jefferson. They got Dalvin Cook and who's the other wide receiver that I'm calling? Thielen. Adam Thielen. Thielen. They do have a potent offense. Our defense is actually going to get a chance to uh, see how they do against a good offense. But is it Minnesota, Minnesota's what, 1-2 or 0-3? Oh
0: 1-2. No, they won last week against uh, the Seahawks. I think they beat them by a couple scores, maybe 13 or 14.
1: Yeah, I hear Brian, are you setting off an alarm over there for Minnesota? No, I,
0: I, I think one of my neighbors is uh, trying uh, to break you... into my car or
1: something. <laughs> That's when you poke <laughs> your head out the window and go, hey, we're trying to show over here.
0: I'll send the dog after him.
1: That a boy. All right, so what are you looking forward to for offense and defense next week against Minnesota, bud?
0: Uh, it's it's going to – I mean, it goes without saying, but it's going to be the, the Browns' second toughest test of the year. I think um, if you think we're just going to roll into Minnesota and, you know, have no trouble at all with them because we fixed our defense and our offense is uh, putting up 25 30 points a game. I think I think you're dead wrong. I think Minnesota's a very good team. They I can beat you.
1: I, I understand they can beat you. I'm just saying they're one and two. I'm not saying they they're they
0: one you. and two. They lost their first game in overtime against the Bengals, they lost their second game uh, against the three and oh Arizona Cardinals because our good buddy, uh, uh, what the heck's his first name? Joseph Carl Joseph. No, Greg uh, Joseph. Yeah, oh, Greg Joseph. Yeah, Greg Joseph missed a 37-yarder to give him the win. Well, so they, they should have won that he, game.
1: He should have watched the Browns. Guess what? He missed it again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and so it's going to be a tough test. Um, you know, Dalvin Cook is going to be the best running back that we see if he's healthy. He missed last week's game, so I don't know if he's going to play or not. But if he does play, he's going to be the best running back we see possibly all year. And uh Jefferson Thielen, they're probably top ten, top five uh, uh receiving core. And Kirk Cousins, people like to bag on Kirk Cousins, but um
1: he's his solid. good
0: games his good games you can put them up there with uh, with an Aaron Rodgers. I know he has some stinkers too, but um if he's on, I don't think he's turned the ball over yet this year. He hasn't had an interception anyways. He has not. And he's been throwing a lot of uh touchdown passes, so it's going to be a challenge for the Browns going on the road. Um, we're 0-1 so far on the road, and the easy games are over with. So, yeah, it, if we want to win this game, we're going to have to bring our. Egg. I, it helps me out a little bit that uh, that Minnesota won, so they're not totally desperate, being sitting at 0-3. But yeah. they're yeah. still a desperate team. 2-2 two two is a lot better than 1-3. Yeah.
1: Uh, what do you think defensive wise? I mean, just do what you did last week and just get after Kirk Cousins or you got to shut down. You probably got to shut down Dalvin cook. I mean, he's just, oh, yeah. he's a lightning bolt, but you know, I'm not as worried. The one thing I do worry about though, is we forgot to say this uh, Gregory Newsom went out with a calf strain. Uh, he went on Twitter and said he's good, but I mean, he's out. So that means green, he's got to step up, but you know, between Greg and Denzel Ward, they played great last game, you know, and I hope that this was kind of like the, uh, Oh, as we say in college, the max school or the division two double a that you need to kick the shit out of before you get to the good ones, figure out your kinks. And I hope that's what it is. And I hope that now the defense has got to spur their ass and they go do it. Uh, offensive wise, I'm with you, uh, but I think this plays a little bit easier for uh, Chubb this week. I do because I think they really did scheme for Chubb against the, the Bears did. And Kareem Hunt came out and gave him enough change of speed that they weren't expecting to see that much of Kareem Hunt the way he was played. But don't forget, like our tight ends are legit too. And I have a feeling that uh, the Joku Hooper Bryant are going to get a workout against Minnesota.
0: Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, it's the thing that concerns me offensively <laughs> is again Jed Wills. We don't know how healthy he is. Uh, Conklin. I mean, the offensive line gave up five sacks last week, so that's a yeah. little bit of a concern. Um, you know, I know we went against. Khalil Mack and you know wow. all have all of his greatness but Minnesota has a damn good pass rusher too and Daniil Hunter I think he's top five in sacks so um and also you know Mike Zimmer's a defensive guy and yeah. you know I don't know how much credit you want to give him or how much equity you want to put into the fact that uh that he coached alongside Kevin Stefanski and might know our offense a little bit more than uh than other coaches around the league, but
1: well, you that scares it. me
0: a little bit. I mean, I I think teams for the rest of the year they're gonna they're gonna scheme to stop Chubb because yeah. Chubb's the engine to our offense. So if they do that successfully, then you got to turn somewhere else, whether it be Odell or the tight ends or uh, uh Hunt. Yeah, I mean, so I feel confident in our offense, but. Yeah, it's not gonna be that easy. I can see it being a shootout.
1: Okay. Well, you want to get into our scores for uh for this game? Yeah. Good. All right, All right. All so Vinny, let's bring Vinny back in and the stream, there he is. All right, so we got our scores for this game, and I'm already going to throw out the first one right here. Uh Justin Master said thirty-two to twenty seven. Browns cousins is really underrated. And I totally mm-hmm. agree too. Agreed. Agreed. So who went first? I think I went first last time. Who's going first this time? Is it you, Brian? Brian is. Brian is.
0: Yeah, I can. Um, Yeah, I think it's going to be close. I'm going to go 30 to 27. 30 to 27,
1: Brian? Browns. Browns?
0: Just making sure.
1: Sorry. No, no. (laughs) No, no, no. All right, Vinny, fat guy, what do you got? I am going to go, I think this is a lot lower score. I'm going to go 24 Browns, 17 for the Vikings.
2: Okay. Well, I think my choice is going to be kind of obvious. 24-21? No. Actually, 7-24. 27-24? Nope. It's going to be 30-17. <laughs>
1: oh,
2: he's taking yours.
0: <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Oh. Oh,
2: he's well, taking a 30, mixture. Of bo- hey, <laughs> smart on I, you. Baby. I need to redirect that a little bit. Oh, I know. To make sure, oh, I know you want to put my score <laughs> down. Man. Yeah, I know.
1: Take That's it to I, Vegas, man.
2: A little smarter than the average bear here. Let's see how that works out.
1: Well, Vinny, I'm going to click the the sounder for us getting Fat Boy Tuesday because we got to make Fat Boy Tuesday quick. Well, that's too bad. I I know. We got all excited. And
2: now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday.
1: So our Fat Boy Tuesday is not sponsored. If you want to sponsor our Fat Boy Tuesday, get a hold of that fat guy on Twitter, Facebook, wherever. So Fat Boy Tuesday, we are talking about go-to destinations for your game day experience. So you got tailgates, you got home life, you got boss, you got fit, friends and family. So you get a pick on what you want to do. So why don't we go with, Since Vinny said out the last one, he just piggybacked our damn scores. Let's go, Mike, mm-hmm. cousin, what you like to do when you uh,
2: watch the games, where you like to go to watch the games. Um, Well, my number one place I like to go to watch the game uh, where I typically end up uh, is over at, at Mama's. And uh that's because she has food. Let's she, just be honest. You're not food. you're not <laughs> going for the game. You're free for food the food I'm too. coming over. Hey, right now it's a one o'clock. What he game? does,
1: what he does is he shows up for the food halftime, zonks the hell out, a buttons his top button that to let it loose a little bit it Gets it's a little tight. And then that's it's like NASCAR with me. I watch the first 10 laps pass out, <laughs> wake up the last laps. <laughs> Oh okay, that's
2: hilarious. so all right, keep going. So Moz. Uh, yeah, usually so it's either Maz or um, I'll head on over to Razzle's if uh, I'm out shooting pool, it's wherever we end up shooting pool, yes, or uh, really Mr. B's. Yeah, Mr. That. B- I love
1: Mr. Yeah. B's for Brown's game. He's they got the projection screen, I'm with him, I'm piggybacking off of him. They got the projection screen, he's got them on all volumes up. Everybody, you can watch it no matter where you're at the bar you have a view of the Browns game. Absolutely. No matter where you're at, you have a view of the Browns game.
0: So does he have the Browns on every single channel, every, every single TV? Every single oh, TV. Yeah. It is okay. all Browns.
1: As soon as the Browns okay. game comes on, it is all Browns. Mm-hmm. And then he plays through the jukebox, through all the speakers. He plays the uh, the commentary and everything. Um, I piggyback, Razzles, I piggyback off of, too, because Razzles has a halftime lunch buffet sometimes. Oh yeah, well, he'll bring oh, oh, oh. out yeah, he'll bring out pizza or something for
2: halftime yeah. or wings, pizza wings. Yeah, first
1: come, first serve. Plus, they always have drink specials going on for the Browns games. They have, and can't go wrong with the squares or the 50-50 raffle board that they got going on there too. But if you want to Absolutely. gamble a little bit, check that out. Nice. But my my favorite thing to do is I'm like Vinny, hold. You put me down in front. Like what my ideal. Ideal and I've done it only a couple times due to night games because of the kids, unless the kids are not here. I have Madden that I'm playing on one TV. I have the Browns game on another TV. I have beverages in front of me. I'm playing video games and watching football and just having them. And Doug Deacon and Jimmy Donovan in the background as I'm just like, really? yeah, I, that's.
2: That's all in his boxers. Not, <laughs> hold on. They are briefs. Sorry. That's even no worse. I'd rather... I'd and rather I have to boxers. wear a shirt
1: now because the neighbors complain. <laughs> so I have to put a shirt on.
0: I'd complain too. I know. <laughs> <It's when> Justin
1: like, check out the place. So, Brian, what about you, brother?
0: Uh, so, what, you got Jim Donovan, Doug Deaton playing in the background. Yep. Do you Will you pause the TV just for a second to try to sync them up?
1: I have tried.
0: Because usually they're not synced up. That's kind of why I don't they're really not. do that.
1: They're not synced up, but the good thing is is when I hear Jimmy make the call, I look down. And then the TV, because it's like almost like for me, the radio is ahead of the TV. It is. Right, yep. So what I do is I hear this, oh, there's the big play. And I look down and I pause them for a second and I just watch the play and then I bring them back on. I got gotcha. you. Okay. No. Oh. Um, yeah. If same thing. Everybody, Justin. Everybody has one naked neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> It's not as good
0: as it sounds ever. It's always the people that shouldn't be naked that are the naked. Especially when
1: you're out there with your finger, your belly button. Y'all moving in this house over here? Oh, that's a good house over there.
2: (laughs) I do see all the like shades are drawn and everything. So (laughs) hey. Thank
0: you. You're doing God's
2: work there.
1: With the kids and everything, our house is a no it's underwear. You have to have underwear on but it is a pants-optional household, all right? So, just saying.
0: Let's move on real quick.
2: Uh, you want to stand yeah. up or me?
0: Vinny, <laughs> is he wearing pants now? Uh, never mind. I don't need to know that.
2: We're, we are both wearing shorts. <laughs> no, I'm wearing shorts. Oh, no, you're wearing shorts. Sure. Yeah, I'm wearing okay. shorts. Go ahead, Brad. Thanks for checking if I, me out. Today. If I'm going to be head. at
0: home... Um, I got the setup now and it's it just happens in the in the fall time where you got the main TV and I, I got this little TV stand that I put like a second T V on and I'll have the Browns game on the main TV and I'll have the red zone channel on the uh on the small TV and thankfully my wife lets it allows it to happen for uh, for four months in the fall and because it works out for her because on Thursday night games and Monday night games she can watch whatever she wants to watch there and I'll just turn the Thursday night, Monday night game on the side TV and no sound. I don't need any of that and uh, just watch it there. And so we make it work somehow one way or another. That's what's saving the marriage right now for the next couple of months. But um, usually if it's a bigger game, I like to go out or um, if I got nothing going on. I'll try to get a couple buddies to convince them to go out with me and the two places that kind of stick out to me. I'm not I'm I love watching the Browns, don't get me wrong, but I like to go to a bar where they have multiple games on. Um and one that I started out going to was the Winking Lizard in Brunswick. And still I say multiple games on, but there's about 40 or 50% of the TVs that are tuned into the Browns game. So you can still watch that. They still blast the sound out so you can listen to it too. But on commercial or an off-play or something, you can turn your attention to a different game that might be close. So Wink and Lizard, Brunswick, um, and also the Hooley House. I think I've mentioned them before oh, here. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Hooley House out in um, out in Fairlawn, up on Restaurant Hill. They have four giant TVs uh, tuned in to all different games, and then they have just a ton of TVs all around the room. So – yeah, if you're uh if you're out and about and if you're looking for a good spot to watch a couple different games at the one o'clock time slot, especially, yeah, check those out. Good food too. Good food. And they usually have some beer specials there. I mean, Wink and Lizard has like a thirty-two ounce for uh four or five bucks. A oh, game. that's not wall. Oh yeah, you can't go wrong with that.
1: All right. So guys, let's transition into our top three. by the way, Justin said you gotta keep the top <laughs> down somehow touche brother (laughs) touche all right so let's get into our top three and let's let's quickly do you have the banner Vinnie? uh we're doing top three comedians okay the reason why i brought this up my sister was in we watched a couple comedians i laughed really hard i cried i yeah it's not running down the face all that stuff like it was good so i wanted to i wanted to hear all your guys' top three comedians and i'll go first uh my number three ron white ron white just, just smoking a cigar sipping a drink and just making me laugh i love ron white my number two eddie murphy I watched Eddie Murphy back in the day and I, you know, we're younger guys. So Richard Pryor, you know, don't get that much, but my number one and Brian, you know, my number one, Bert Kreischer, (laughs) a guy that comes out on stage, takes his shirt off and talks about the stuff that he talks about that I want to talk about with my wife and she won't let me. Yeah. Good stuff. So let's go to Brian. Give me your top three.
0: So you want all stand-up comics? Do we? Do they yeah.
1: have to be stand-up comics? Well, I thought that's why we said comedians, but no, you can do whatever well, you want.
0: Comedians, I mean, like my number three is Will Ferrell. I don't. I've never seen yeah. one, oh, Will, yeah. Ferrell, uh, okay. uh, one Will Ferrell. One Will Ferrell stand-up. So he just. I mean, <laughs> growing up for me, he was putting out all the stupid comedies that you could just sit down and laugh at. Have um,
1: good night. Yeah, I
0: didn't have to give a whole lot of thought to Um, SNL, Talladega Nights. Yeah, Anchorman, old school. I mean, it goes on and on and on. So he provided a lot of entertainment for me and my friends. Uh, My number two is a stand-up comic. And for me, probably the best stand-up comic. Um, Just, yeah, like you said, getting me laughing to the point where I'm crying and just repeating those lines back and forth to friends for – five, ten years, probably still into even to this day is uh Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, Chappelle show. Um, right in my wheelhouse growing up in high school and college and loved it. And my number one, you could probably guess it, um, Tommy Boy, Black Sheep. Chris Farley. Chris Chris Farley. Yeah. I was yeah. crushed. I was in the seventh grade when he passed away and I was just crushed. But uh he'll be a legend in my mind for a while.
1: It's here. hear: Weblog girl, Letterman, George Carl, uh prime Adam Saylor. Can't go wrong with a goat.
2: No, and goat. <laughs> Always solid. All right. Vinnie, give me your top three comedians. Um, huge honorable mention to um uh I don't know why I'm blanking on him now. You he's better hurry up he's because been, he's been gone. He's been gone for a little bit. Robin Williams. Oh, Robin Williams. He's one of my, yes. my favorite actors. Yeah. the Time. For yeah. Sure. sure. And uh, sure. His, his comedy is has always been right up there too. Um, another honorable mention, uh, Jeff Dunham. You know, I like <laughs> I, I like the puppets. You know, stuff like that. I gotcha. You know. Uh, my number three though, Rodney Dangerfield. King best one-liners like caddy shack god i gotta love it I, you know anywhere you go <laughs> my number two dave chappelle absolutely uh the guy can say like anything and it's still absolutely hilarious you know uh number one george carlin yeah you know so much wisdom imparted and still gone at such a very young age andrew dice clay <laughs> <laughs> so, i love george carlin I, i've loved everything he's 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 ever done too as far as comedy goes all
1: right so let's quickly get into the trivia answer bry because yep. we have past time so we got to speed this up a little bit but well so, uh, trivia.
0: yep um chase mclaughlin hit a 57 yarder what's the browns record
1: i'm going to go phil dawson 61
0: Phil Dawson was not correct. Uh, the record is sixty, sixty oh. yards. A guy named Steve Cox hit a sixty-yarder. He also hit a fifty-eight-yarder oh,
2: nice. um, in, in the eighties. In the eighties,
1: yeah.
0: In the eighties, okay. our boy uh, Dominic was telling me all about him. I lost a bet to him, so well, Dominic he used
1: was field goals without a shoot on. So <laughs>
0: he was giving me the rundown on Steve Cox on how he was like our long-range. Uh, Field goal kicker in the 80s when Matt Barr was kicking. So 60 yards, Browns record 84. And the other one is Miles Garrett, number three on the all time Browns sack list. Who's number one?
1: Clay Matthews Jr. Technically,
0: yes. Yep, that's correct. Clay Matthews technically has 62 sacks, which is an all time leader. But they didn't start recording sacks until as a stat until nineteen eighty two. Okay. So he actually has uh thirteen more than that. So okay. he really has seventy five. Nice. But if you if you there are some nerds that went all the way back to like the fifties and sixties. Yeah. And a guy named uh Bill Glass has seventy seven sacks in the fifties and sixties. Yeah. Okay. And he uh-huh. has which he has 16 in a season, which is the, the Browns record. So I don't know what you consider. If you Google it, it'll say Clay Matthews, but uh, okay. Bill Glass had 77. So by the shout way, by out way. to those guys, Cleveland legends.
1: By the way, that was your pure guess. I was like uh, – No, that was a good guess. Uh, yeah, that's
0: who I would have guessed too, but – um, and 62. Yeah, so technically, like, oh, technically, hey. technically the record is 62. Miles has 48, so... I was going like this. Marty about this Brown, time next year.
1: Phil Taylor. Uh, <laughs> oh, my Lord. I was Sorry. looking
0: for somebody else that's currently on the Browns, and I couldn't see anybody, but um, I think Manuel Agba was up there uh, since 2000. I forget who else. Jabal Sheard, I think, might have been up there, too.
1: All right, so let's get into my cousin May's word of the day, and it is obtuse.
2: Obtuse!
1: all right we've all heard it before i know
2: what is the definition so
1: i i remember geometry there was a (laughs) acute and obtuse triangle very true and i'm going to go with wide okay all right bry
0: um yeah you are correct with uh with the angles obtuse angle i'm going with difficult though like if somebody's being obtuse they're being difficult
2: so, so where this word triggered for me real quickly was you're going from quick, Shawshank yeah. Redemption, <laughs> yeah. When Andy went ahead and yeah, said, you know, right? How could you be so obtuse? Mm-hmm. And the actual definition is to be difficult to understand. or unable to understand what is obvious well guess what i went
1: math you went actual right term so nice
2: but originally i I thought obtuse was maybe you were thinking of too many things you know if you were acute thinking you were thinking of like maybe one certain way and obtuse would be too many ways that it could be other than that but just difficult Mm -hmm. to understand all I right. Think,
0: I think my mind went there too. I just didn't make that connection to uh, the Shawshank, but uh yep. I kind of remember that. can I can I say one last thing before uh, before he kicked me out of here? Yes and sir it's just, just in case people are wondering and I'm gonna send something out later as far as fantasy football? Yes because um, th- this is the last week before we cut it down by two people. So after this week, the bottom two will be cut off. Will be sent to elimination and then, uh, next week will be a one week elimination. So, let me give the bottom four, um, that ha- as we stand currently Papa V's in last with 317 points, second to last is uh, Joe Bear 321
1: points. bottom. former
0: champion, yeah, former champions. Oh, oh, oh. Right now, he would be sent to elimination but um yeah he's second to last third i feel like um you're coming up vinny let me get there third to last their third lowest score right now is lauren has 328 points and fourth our man vinny 335 i'm
2: there i'm there
0: 335 so i mean there's still time they're kind of bunched up at the bottom but um Yeah, those four are kind of a little bit in trouble. They got to have a big week this week.
1: So before we sign off, are we going to do so? When you set up the gauntlet, it's just those two play together. The rest of us are going to have buys, right?
0: Well, no. Well, so this week is the final week.
1: Yeah, where we after this week,
0: the bottom two get dropped down.
1: Okay, then And then,
0: and then and then the lowest score. So in week five. Between the 12 of us that are left, the yeah. lowest score of those 12, they get sent to the elimination the following week. Okay. And then whoever whoever wins the elimination will play them.
1: All right. Well. But I'll send something out through
0: uh, through our Facebook message uh, with everybody's total score just to uh, give, a, give them a standing where they're at.
1: All right. Perfect. Awesome. Well, Bri, God bless them. Yep. God bless you. God bless America.
2: All right. Vinny, tell him good night. Hey, have a good night, everybody. Happy birthday, Cousin Pauly.
1: Oh, Pauly's birthday is too? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Happy birthday, Cousin
2: Pauly. Happy birthday, Cousin Pauly.
1: He hasn't tried it yet.
2: I'm surprised.
1: I know. All right. I'm kicking you out, brother. See ya.
2: See ya. All right. I am that fat guy. We are
1: legal ham to the face. We talk all Cleveland and a lot of food. So. Thank you guys for joining us. I appreciate everything. We appreciate our troops and our first responders. Uh, for what you guys do, I can't thank you guys enough. So, on that note, we are definitely uncorked, unloaded, and we are out. And Vinny? Yes. Say it. Say what? You know what? Do it now or in the broadcast. I um, Have a good night.